This is the Partnership Podcast, where we bring you all things business from the Vail Valley, including business news, current issues, advocacy alerts, community conversations, and more. Presented by Vail Valley Partnership. This is the Partnership Podcast. It's Eric Williams. I am so happy to be with you today. I am joined by a couple of extraordinary individuals uh, who do incredible work in this community. I can't wait to talk to you about all the different things that you do. Uh, Carrie Benway is here with Your Hope Center. Hi, Carrie. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks, Eric. And would you give me your full title? Because I know it's like kind of the mom, dad, everything. You take control. I'm Carrie Benway. I'm the executive director of Your Hope Center. There it is. Uh, Gran Puba Maharaja, which I love. You do, you, you do have your fingers in so many different things, and the Hope Center does so many different things. Uh, Dr. Teresa Haynes, you are in charge of overseeing all the clinical programs uh, at Your Hope Center. How are you doing? Um, I'm good, thanks. Yeah. Thank you for welcoming me to your office. <laughs> Thanks for being here. I was like, the podcast happens where sometimes we're in a bike shop, sometimes we're out on the hill, but this time we are in, in a nice, quiet office. Tell us where we, are, where we are, because I think one of the things that that speaks to is the cool partnerships that we have. So we are, our office in Eagle is um, housed in the community paramedic building. So right next door is the garage with the, the house of the ambulance and upstairs is an apartment for community paramedics. So how often a day does like the sirens go off and things like that? Does that happen as part of officing here? It, it does. Yeah. Yeah. But that's part of your business as well. I imagine when that siren goes off, there's uh, usually someone or something in crisis, something that needs to happen. Then we wait for the phone call. Yeah. <laughs> what an, I, I like that. Uh, there is so much community partnership. And Carrie, let's take it back to you for just a second. And then we're going to dive into some more of the clinical pieces. But give me the overview. And obviously, we're sitting here in this moment because you won the, uh, the nonprofit of the year from the Vail Valley Partnership Success Award. So congratulations on that. It's well-deserved. <laughs> Thank you. And it's actually the team one, your Hope Center's team, really. That, that recognition of our team and our board we launched as a not our own nonprofit on January 1st, 2021, and, and we've grown rapidly. We've doubled the number of clinicians, and we have a robust internship program, and many thanks to Dr. Haynes for that clinical leadership for that program. But really, it's our board last year, our board of directors worked with me to develop our strategic plan, and that's what we highlighted in our application. And the strategic plan is focusing on priorities to make sure that we achieve our mission. And our mission is in collaboration with our community partners, we provide immediate clinical support to individuals in need to promote stability, resiliency, and hope. And um, so it's really this work to develop our vision and to support our mission and our priorities where we're supporting our employees and our making sure we're fiscally responsible to sustain our rapid growth and it, um, the other priority in our strategic plan is our community partners. Yeah, and you are, you are so good about your community partners. You know, I was thinking about your rapid growth. Every time I walk into this building, you introduce me to a new clinician or a new doctoral student or something, and I love that. What incredible people that uh, come through. Yes, through Dr. Haynes's leadership, we've been able to participate in um, a consortium that is supporting doctoral level interns. So we are helping not only build the workforce in our community with new clinicians, but also now with psychologists. Teresa, do you want to mention that? 
Yeah, we started, um, we've been a part of the consortium for a couple of years. We started this year with our first uh, doctoral intern, who we are so excited she's staying with us for her postdoc. And then we've increased the program, so now um, this next match year we've matched with two um, uh, uh, doctoral trainees. Um, One is going to be solely dedicated for school, and one is going to be dedicated for crisis CSP. So we'll be welcoming those two individuals in July. I think that's really cool. Why someone? Well, why not grab somebody who's completely trained in a different part of the country and bring them in? Why are you training uh, people up yourself? What benefit does that give your Hope Center and this team? Well, I think it gives us a, a lot of benefit um, for the community. I think we live in a unique community. What? The, <laughs> the way the way that we. I mean, I think everyone who does come here is so impressed with how many resources there are, how many, how closely we work with our partners um, in collaboration to with what we do. And so, I think it's a unique community. It's a unique setting. There's a lot of unique things about it, and the work that we do is very unique. So, I can tell you for myself, being in grad school. You take maybe one class on crisis assessment, but it does not teach you how to go into someone's house when they are at the lowest point of their life and change that around, help them change that around. It doesn't teach you that. Only this job does. And living it and doing it. And living it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I want to go back, Carrie, to one thing that you said, and you said one word very quickly, but you said immediate when you were talking about crisis services. And that is something that, uh, and we talk about this, the inception of this just being January of 2021, which is incredible. It feels like you've been working in this community for decades at this point with the, the, the grip that you have. It's, a, it's go good. But tell, tell me why the immediate makes such a difference and why it's such a change. It's such a change because we are right now staffed with two clinicians. So we are staffed with two clinicians 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. So no matter any time of day or night, obviously, anyone in the community can call. And we've developed our model. In August of 2021, I realized we needed to double our crisis budget to have two clinicians on at at once because we had a different model with one clinician on overnight, and that's not always enough to meet the need. Mm -hmm. And so we are dedicated to being that immediate support. We can't, I always say that all of our services are made possible by our collaboration with our partners, but to have that immediate support, it's your Hope Center. If someone is in anywhere in the community, it can be a doctor's office. It could be um, we support Vail Health after hours, you know, from 5 p.m. to 7 a.m. every day. Wherever that immediate need is, we should be on speed dial for everyone in the community, whether it's a business, we support employers who are supporting employees. We are available. Yes. Let's, uh, we don't necessarily, I mean, we're not sharing any names or anything, but can we talk numbers as to people in the community that uh, we're able to serve? Because I know those numbers have just sure. exponentially grown. Sure. So with our crisis team, and I'm just going to talk about 2022, our, um, we supported about 650 individuals in 2022 through our crisis response team. Our community stabilization team, we average about... 45 now with ACT, don't you think? About 45 clients per month. Mm -hmm. And then our school-based team this school year, so for the 2022-2023 school year, we supported about 880 students. Wow. Yeah. 
That's uh, the, the numbers are incredible. I mean, especially with the programs really just kind of starting off. And the way that this valley has absolutely embraced all the different uh, work that you have been doing, embraced the clinicians and all of this. I mean, where do we go from here? Well, I think it's one of the things when you talk about why are we doing this internship program, that is such a good point because we have received such support from Bell Health Behavioral Health and their vision here in the psychiatric hospital that will be opening in 2025. We are all a part of supporting this developing behavioral health workforce. We have to be able to fill positions. And by us supporting new clinicians, provisionally licensed clinicians and interns, we are committed to supporting this whole community-wide initiative to develop this workforce. I love that. Thank you for your commitment to that as a, just a regular community member. So speaking as just a third-party community member at this point, you look at the large picture of this valley, and we think there's a lot of uh, movement right now in crisis management and behavioral health and uh, Vail Police sending people along. And there's there's been a lot of movement for this, but sometimes it seems like things are also getting a little bit worse, and we hear about some more teen suicides and more people in crisis. Are we? Is there ever going to be a point where we start to see things like really getting better or is there always going to be that uh, that perception like it's just tough being here in the mountains i guess dr haynes yeah. it's a I, we didn't and by the way i know i would too i would too with that question I, mean, I think i would love to work myself out of a job but yeah. i don't see that happening I, I don't see it happening i do see that there are always mental health needs um, and and they are high in our community. I, I think they're high in a lot of places. I think that we're still continuing to see the impact of, of COVID. I think with our adolescents today compared to when I was an adolescent, suicide wasn't really an option. It didn't, it didn't, wasn't talked about in that way. I think it's a different generation. It's, it's um, um, different um, problems that, that they're facing that we don't, um, I think we sometimes struggle with fully appreciating or honoring those problems. Um, and I, but I always, always say, and I say this to myself probably more than anyone else because I need to hear it, is that for that death by suicide that we as a, as a community grieve and support and are overwhelmed by, what we don't focus enough on are the 20 other people that called us that day because they wanted to be here and they were reaching out for help and we helped them move to the other side of their crisis. So I think it's also important in this work to, to think about that as well. Yes, thank you for that. And that's uh, that's such an important thing. And sometimes that, it's right. We lose someone and then the focus completely shifts to that person uh, and everything that they did when when we don't want to necessarily deify that person for the decisions that they made or, you know, or elevate them for what they did at that moment. It's, that's a, such a tough line that you guys have to walk mm-hmm. within that. So that's what I want to, I, you know, my goal is, or my hope would be that people look at Eagle County as one of the healthy places moving forward with all of this momentum and all this work. Can we get to a place where, oh yeah, that's a really healthy and strong community. Is that in our future? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think it, I think it is now. I mean, because what I also like to keep in mind is that because we as a community, I think, have done incredible, made incredible progress in destigmatizing mental health yes. and destigmatizing it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to reach out. So our numbers increase. So in some ways, I think we're also able to reach out to people who don't are, are finding the barriers in reaching out reduced. Yeah. 
Yeah. Thank you for that too. Last year at an elementary school, a fourth grader looked at me. I was visiting and she looked at me and she said, I'm working with my Hope Center clinician on my anger management issues. <laughs> and I said, thank you for sharing. But that's fourth grade. Yeah. You know, the school program is really normalizing. It is every single day. It's just a part of the normal school day now, receiving mental health services. What else do we do as a community to help normalize this idea that, you know what, sometimes my arm breaks or sometimes I feel terrible and those can be equal. And that's then we sometimes need the equal amount of care when when those things happen. How do we continue to normalize as a community? I, I think I think big questions. I, I didn't prep them on anything, by the way. This we is started, all. When you first came into our yeah. office, we started talking about compensation, yeah. priorities, yeah. behavioral health. Yeah. Just as a community member, I've lived here thirty years, and I've raised my daughters, who are now twenty-two and twenty-four. Here, I have noticed a significant trend in my network of parents where people are more open about sharing when their children are going through difficult times. It used to be like, shh, don't talk about it. And now, you know, moms will look me in the eye at City Market and say, oh, well, obviously you didn't know so-and-so is struggling right now and we're doing this. And I'm like, fantastic, you know, tell me more. How can I support? We're decreasing that shame of having to say that, you know what, I'm getting additional support right now for my child spouse, whoever it is in their life. And sharing that information with others, I think saves lives because it, it used to be that it was embarrassing. And um, now I think people are able to say more openly what they're dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. I was with high school girls yesterday and one of them was talking about her therapist with the other girls. My therapist said this and yeah, there was a point where if we were younger and our framework was placed on that, it would have been, you know, ridiculed or different. But Nowadays, continue to break down that stigma is your answer, which uh, we will we will continue to do. I didn't hit you with any easy questions, did I? Just all the hard stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't too hard. <laughs> so uh, I'm giving you a magic wand, which I do often on this podcast, and you can wave it. And uh, in the next five years, what are you going to do with your magic wand? Both of you. <clears throat> oh boy. Oh, wow. I know. It has to do with your business. <laughs> what would I do with my magic wand? It has to do with our, with, yeah, with our, your you Hope do. Center. Yeah. Um, I would say our magic wand, we would have a place where people could just walk in 24-7. A place where people could get a respite um, from maybe where they are. A, pay, a place where caregivers... Um, uh, would um, uh, have a place to get support and, and respite. We would have we would increase the ability to magically find some affordable housing for people that we support in crisis, and that's a part of their crisis. Um, the housing, the housing piece. Wand. No, no, no. I was like, you used up your wand. Yeah, no, you waved it a whole bunch. <laughs> so my magic wand would be um, housing for our employees, yeah. our employees who are dedicated to serving the community, who want to raise their families here. They would love to have a house with a yard. Mm-hmm. And um, that would be one of my top priorities. The other one is really a focus on additional treatment for people who are struggling with substance abuse. I would have a valley where we have sober living opportunities, where we have um, affordable treatment programs that are easy, um, that we have easy access to. Nice. Nice. These are, those are wonderful magic wands, you know, uh, and thank you for sharing that with me. As we're wrapping up this podcast, uh, I asked you a question just a little bit earlier and I said, when is it going to be this wonderful, amazing place that we get to live in? But you, and you said it quickly, but you said we already do, (laughs) which I absolutely believe as well. And sometimes, you know, you hear those, the mountains are in crisis or it's tougher up here, but you're right. We also, you know, sometimes when we think about that, it's, we have to look at the larger picture of, 
yeah, one person hurt themselves, but you, 20 other people called and didn't choose to hurt themselves because of mm-hmm. uh, the work that you did. Mm-hmm. So thank you. And we that. know about that one person that hurt themselves because we all care, because we yeah. are all connected and not all communities function in that way. Yeah. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, there's work to be done, but it looks like there's good people on it and uh, more and more continuing. The staff has doubled here. We're talking with uh, these fine folks at the Partnership Podcast as they are the nonprofit of the year winner, which hey, I like those awards. You know what? What my boss always says is awards are proof points to the community that show them we're doing the work we promised we would do. It was such an honor. It was just very emo- to me, um, what a gift to be or have our team's hard work recognized and our board as well. So. Yeah, the honor was in that moment at the Success Awards when all those business owners stood up and cheered for you guys and what you do, which is uh, really really cool. I wish every one of your clinicians, and I hope you shared it with them, could see all that moment and be showered with that because you talked that a little bit—the self care of the clinicians and how important that is as well. Thank you for what you do. I didn't ask a question. You're looking at me like you're just babbling now, Mister. <laughs> Uh, Dr. Haynes, thank you for all that you do and uh, appreciate your time. Thank you. And Carrie, if people want to get in touch uh, with anything or if they want more information about the Hope Center, where are they going? Our 24-7 support line is 970-306-4673. Anyone can email me, Carrie, at yourhopecenter.org. And you can also reach out through the website. Those go yourhopecenter.org. All emails come right to me. Awesome. Yourhopecenter.org for more information. Congratulations on your success award win, and thank you for your time today. Thank you so much. Be sure to subscribe to the Partnership Podcast on whatever platform you're listening right now, and find more resources at valevalleypartnership.com.